edible, Reno Tahoe is published six times a year, including quarterly issues for each season, and promotes and celebrates the abundance of local foods in the northern Nevada and Lake Tahoe region. They value local, seasonal, authentic foods and culinary traditions. They celebrate family farmers who plant the seeds and work tirelessly to bring you the freshest local produce, the ranchers and poultry farmers committed to creating healthier and more sustainable methods of working with animals and the land, the food artisans who proudly concoct delicious products, and the local chefs who continually excite us with the outstanding flavors of our area. Edible Reno Tahoe, through its printed publication, website, and events, aims to connect consumers with these local growers, retailers, chefs, and food artisans, enabling those relationships to grow and thrive in a mutually beneficial, healthful, and economically viable way. Joining me today is Amanda Burden, the publisher and editor of Edible Reno Tahoe Magazine. Welcome. Thank you for having me. You really nailed it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Amanda, let's first talk about the growing national movement that is encouraging people to eat more locally grown and locally produced foods and how your magazine is playing an integral role in that movement here in our community. You know, I really think that this is the movement that we all need to be on. I, you know, when I started this magazine 10 years ago, I didn't know if there was anything that even grew here in Nevada. And after doing some research, I found out that we actually have some of the largest growers in the nation of onions, garlic, potatoes, and then there's lots of little farmers doing all kinds of different things, growing lettuce and, and even garlic and, I mean, I already said garlic, but uh, ginger and all kinds of different things. So, yes, it, it's a movement to keep your dollar local and, you know, celebrate and support what's happening here in our community and not buy uh, produce from Mexico or Chile and really try and keep it here locally. So we're all about, about that. And it's interesting because, you know, I've been here 28 years now and way back then, I mean, none of this was ever discussed or talked about. And of course you drive over the mountain, you see all the Rayleigh's trucks and Walmart trucks. And, and so now it's really an exciting time because people aren't just growing, they're experimenting, right? That's right, that's yeah. right, yeah. And even growing inside to try and uh, extend the, the season, which I think is really interesting too. We've got a, a grower called Dayton Valley Aquaponics and they're doing um, tilapia and tomatoes and all kinds of different things inside, growing it year round so that we can have, we don't have to have those tomatoes from Chile in the winter, we can have them right here from local local sources. Well, and just knowing the you know source of our food and that it isn't traveling for days or weeks on a rail car, that literally it's a farmer in Fallon or Dayton or even in Reno. I'm a beekeeper, and so you know in my own backyard, I'm trying to help the environment by keeping bees, and with that comes the knowledge and intent to plant the right kinds of flowers and pollinator plants and things like that. So, so it's really a fun movement right now. What are some of the most interesting things going on here in our community around uh, some of that experimenting or what people are doing? Wow, experimenting. Well, again, you know, I would go back to the indoor agriculture because extending the, the season is really important here. It's difficult to grow in Nevada, you know. Um, 
we have some harsh winters, we have long winters, we have tough winds and really dry climate, and the soil can be really tough. So I go back to that. I think that that's our future, is growing indoors in a big way. Um, and Dayton Valley Aquaponics, as I mentioned, is one of those that is leading the, uh, the charge in that way. So I think that that is, is a good experimental um, direction that we're going. Uh, there's also some people out in um, Silver Springs, custom, custom, uh, custom farms, I can't remember the exact name, but they're growing ginger. They're growing Hawaiian ginger, which I, f I th find really interesting. And there's other people doing microgreens. And so people are experimenting a little bit here and there, and hemp is, is a huge uh, you know, a huge production that people are getting into right now with CBD helping people uh, on a, a healthy sort of level. So I well, think those then, are... Yeah, and then grapes. I mean, you know, we, we used to grow one grape here, and there was a lot of fight over the past decade, really, to be able to help people, you know, let's, let's grow grape. I mean, I, I grew up in Sonoma County, so the wineries, right, and the economic impact around those wineries that drove the artisans, the craft brewers, the uh, restaurants, right? And I always thought we were missing a huge chunk of that, but that's changing too. That's right. You know, our climate is very similar to eastern Washington. And so they, the wineries here, the growers, the grape growers are, are really taking advantage of that. Grapes grow really well here. And so they're learning from eastern Washington that we can have a really huge economy of uh, wine here. So there we have new wineries, we've got tasting rooms. That whole area is starting to boom, which is exciting. And so are spirits. I just did a post on our Facebook page yesterday that's getting 11,000 reactions from people because uh, Frey Ranch is just about to release its bourbon in the summer. And people love bourbon. That's such the hot spirit right now. And I think this will be our first aged bourbon in the state of Nevada that will be released in the summer. So spirits are happening. Every, you know, this, th it's just a really exciting time. And I think what's even more exciting for me is that every community is participating. That's right. Every community is really interested in local food. They're growing, even if it's in their, their own backyard, they're growing in containers, they're keeping bees, they're making their own honey and mead, and, and everyone's just really excited about this local food and drink movement. Right, because when we, you know, my world is economic development and workforce development and, of course, the huge concentration in Reno and Sparks, but this is really the rurals are the ones that are driving this whole movement. And I, I'll point to one interesting example. The Great Basin Community Food Co-op, I think, is a, is a really interesting uh, example of this. They went, um, I think, about 10 years ago from 500 square feet to 7,000 square feet, and they are just booming. They're, they're bringing in millions of dollars, and they're all about local food. And they are, uh, they've got a, a refrigerated truck, and they're reaching out to all the rural areas, and they're bringing in all that food to then uh, distribute to all the local restaurants. Yeah, and so, and then again, the restaurants, right? The restaurant scene is, my gosh. Right, right. It's, um, you know, it's really interesting. I, I think that people have a romanticized idea about owning a restaurant. It's not easy. I've owned a restaurant, and um, I think, though, that people are coming up with some great ideas, and there's some wonderful new options. I came from San Francisco most recently, and sometimes I, I miss all the choices there, but we're getting more and more choices. We're getting 
Korean food and, and more Thai options and Vietnamese options and Indian options and great American food too and craft cocktails and so we're just we're becoming more cosmopolitan we're the biggest little city but we're becoming more of a big city in in some ways which is which is really wonderful well and i think also i mean part of the impact of your magazine edible reno tahoe is to you know let all of us know as consumers and when we do make choices what are the restaurants that are using our locally sourced food and that really became prevalent, I would say, five, six years ago when all of a sudden the trend is now the restaurants. But I think that's important because we have to support what's going on in our community if we want it to sustain. And we need to train ourselves to eat in season, too, which I think is really important. A lot of people, as I mentioned, the tomatoes. I mean, we can't get those locally now, but, you know, people... The consumers demand a certain thing all the time. I want avocados year-round. I want tomatoes year-round. I want, um, you know, bananas. peaches and bananas <laughs> and whatever it is, right? So I think, you know, restaurants can't serve, well, they can, I guess, serve totally local food, but it's really difficult if you want to uh, appeal to the consumer who wants, you know, everything all the time. You know, that's how we've been trained, right? <laughs> because we have all these trucks delivering us stuff all year round. But I think more and more restaurants are buying local food, even if it's putting that special uh, you know, lettuce on the menu or that special uh, beef dish, and you know, because it can be more expensive to buy local food too. But just having a special now and then, or you know, just trying to support the local food community, and, and people are doing that, so it's, it's great. Yeah, and our choices have expanded, and I really love it. And you know, growing up again in a pretty agricultural area my whole life, the importance of supporting those farmers. I mean, they work really hard. Yeah, it's <laughs> not an easy job by any stretch. But we see, you know, chickens and quail eggs and all kinds of fresh uh, poultry and meat that people are really moving more into that sustainable type of farming and ranching. That's right. Yeah, you mentioned chicken. A really interesting thing just happened recently. Uh, we got our first legal USDA chicken producer. They're out in Elko, and the co-op here in Reno distributes their meats. We haven't had local chicken. You could buy chicken if you were part of a farm, you know, if you were just a family buying from a local farm, but you haven't been able to buy it from a restaurant or a grocery store yet until now. So that's really exciting. So now these, these people, the Kennedy Ranch, they have opened the door so that more chicken producers can come in and sell chicken commercially, which is really great. And the quail eggs, you, you mentioned that also, which is a, a really cool operation. So yeah, there's more and more choices and um, it's, it's an exciting time. It is for those that are not familiar with Edible Reno Tahoe, literally, my favorite magazine. I read it cover to cover when it comes out. So well done. And my guest, Amanda Burden, who is the publisher and editor. We're going to talk more about the magazine when we come back, but we do have to go to break. And um, looking forward to, I mean, my mouth is watering. I'm thinking <laughs> about all this food. We'll be right back. <laughs> If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated. 
a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. It's so sweet. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is coming February 22nd through the 24th in Urington, Nevada, the hub of Lyon County. You will love learning about why bees are the coolest and products for beehives that are used in health and beauty. Kids of all ages can take part in the hive decorating contest and the honey tasting contest. The Nevada State Beekeepers Conference is pleased to present Dr. Samuel Ramsey, entomologist at USDA Bee Research Laboratory. Dr. Ramsey takes beekeeping to a whole new world. Want to become a beekeeper? Attend the workshop rotation to learn everything you'll need to get started, like how to collect pollen and honeycomb, not just the honey. You'll learn about the magic of propolis, how to read a hive frame, and so much more about pollinator habitat in your backyard. The 2019 Nevada State Beekeepers Conference, February 22nd through the 24th. This conference is great for beginners or advanced beekeepers. Space is limited, so register today. Go to nevadastatebeekeepers.org. That's nevadastatebeekeepers.org. It's so sweet. Reno Technology Academy. Human ingenuity is shaping a new technological future. IoT, the Internet of Things. The demand for skilled developers and tech workers is high. Reno Technology Academy has a new training program and the only IoT lab in the state. For the next generation of makers and inventors who want to turn their obsession into a reality, Reno Technology Academy has scholarships available right now. Call 849-4983 and apply today or visit renotechnology.academy. Welcome back, and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. Talking to Amanda Burden, who is the editor and publisher of Edible Reno Tahoe, literally my favorite magazine. <laughs> and if you have not gone out and visited their website, they have an awesome website, too, ediblerenotahoe.com. So I want to encourage people not only to get the magazine, uh, subscribe to the magazine, but also check out the website. So Amanda, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. One of the toughest businesses you can be in, you said you were in restaurants, now you're in magazines. What, what do you like, just pain? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a journalist through and through. I, I'm an old school journalist. I went to J school, graduated in 1990. I'm dating myself, but I, I love journalism. I love telling stories. And when I had the opportunity to own my own magazine, I, I jumped in. And um, it, I, I will say it, it has been difficult. Uh, it is not an easy business to be in, just like a restaurant. It's, um, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. Uh, but it's a labor of love. And I do love it. And it shows. And let's talk about, I mean, obviously, one person can't create a magazine. So your contributors, which I'm sure you have some of the same, but then you have new people. So gathering that network to go out, and you guys tell great stories about certainly our local northern Nevada food community and restauranteurs and all the cool stuff that's going on right now. That's right. It is a team effort. And when I was at Edible Reno, I'm sorry, when I was at Reno Magazine, I had, uh, I, I learned about all these wonderful writers in our community. So I gathered all of them up and I've also brought on others now, great photographers, wonderful artists, 
local writers and editors, and they are all part of our team. And we, we do come up with some great story ideas and, and illustrators and everything. And so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, and of course, you know, what makes a magazine grow as well as subscriptions, of course, but also advertisers. Well, you know, I have an advertising agency. And so for the right target market, I am telling you, I read this magazine cover to cover, so excited when it comes out, only comes out six times a year. And so certainly if you're a restaurant or you're someone whose market is people that are interested in good food and locally sourced food and learning about all the cool things going on here in northern Nevada, I mean, that's an opportunity to reach a lot of people. That's right. And I would also say health is a huge category for us because we're all about celebrating and supporting local, healthy, natural, good food. Because part of our mission is to cut down the rates, the high rates of obesity, diabetes, and other health concerns, and pointing people to local sources here. So I think that, you know, we really believe in that. And so we have a lot of local hospitals advertise with us, uh, Northern Nevada Medical and Renown and St. Mary's and um, local doctors and dentists and uh, yoga practitioners and chiropractors. They all want to reach those people who care about their health. And it's not just about the food, but it is about your health, too, and wellness. So that's important, too. Yes. So it, it's, it has to be interesting because I imagine, you know, once you publish the magazine, you're like, phew, okay, that issue's <laughs> done. But you're already working on the next, of course. Are you finding that, you know, it's becoming more difficult because you've been covering all this great stuff going on as far as the, you know, birth of organics here and, you know, all the different uh, movement for the local, the organic, and the farmers themselves. So are we running out of topics? <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, it's funny. When I started this magazine, I had a few people say, you, there's not enough sto there aren't enough stories out there. How, how are you going to run a magazine just on that narrow topic? And it really isn't that narrow. I mean, we're talking about all the local food and drink. There are tons of story ideas. And there's, there's all the old stories about the farmers who have been around for 100 years. And there's all the new wonderful things that are happening, the new restaurants, the new laws that are passing for cottage foods. People are baking and, and uh, cooking in their homes and selling that. Or uh, we have a whole issue called cooks. And so we're talking about, you know, I, I think that, that cooking has kind of become a spectator sport in a way because people like to watch it on TV. They, they like to watch the, the Food Network. But they're not actually taking that local food and bringing it into their kitchens and cooking it. I mean, some people do cook, but not enough. So we have a whole magazine dedicated to cooking and cooking tips and tricks and inspirations and tools and gadgets and fun things like that. So... No, and we have a whole drinks issue as well in the January-February issue, which just came out. So I think there's tons of story ideas out there, and they just keep developing. Well, and also because it isn't just Reno Sparks proper. I mean, when you think about, really, it's the whole region from Tahoe to, you know, Minden and Gardnerville. And I'm sure you'll go anywhere there's a great story. But the excitement around the fact that people are recognizing you know, I can, I can grow my own food. And in fact, last year I grew tomatoes for the very first time, never grown a tomato in my life. And it was wonderful. That's right. There's something about that. And also, you know, if you have children or um, you have a passion for teaching children about their local food, I think that's a really great gateway is 
is growing your own food in your backyard or taking kids to an organization like Urban Roots, which is a wonderful nonprofit, they, they teach people where their food comes from. And if, if a child can see that carrot coming out of the ground and taste it, they, they're just more interested in it, you know? So I think it's important that we all grow our own food and start young. Well, and start small. <laughs> right. One container of tomatoes, I didn't try and feed the planet, right? You know, <laughs> I can remember my parents, you know, they would plant zucchini, and then we had, like, zucchini for life, and I didn't like zucchini. So it was <laughs> like, we can't, you know, why not something else, right? But, yeah, and I think that your magazine, uh, Edible Reno Tahoe, the magazine, to me it's inspiring because there are recipes and your website has tons of recipes and all the old issues. So I would encourage people to go to ediblerenotaho.com and check out the website. But it isn't just about featuring the food, but it's how we can incorporate it into our life. You talked about the importance of health. Personally, I don't want to eat food with pesticides on it, with those poisons and those chemicals. So one of the wonderful things about growing in your backyard is you can do it organically, you can do it naturally, and you can keep control of your own food. And it is expensive, it's a little more expensive to buy organic food, but I think that it's, it's an important investment in your health because later on they've proven that you know people are getting these cancers and all of these health issues because of all of the buildup of pesticides and, and all the chemicals that are on the food that people are eating and all the processed foods and stuff. So if we can get away from that, I think it's important. Well, also the fact that we've got now a lot of farmers markets. That's right, we do. We have, um, they've dwindled in the last few years. We used to have about 30 or 40 in the region and now maybe we have more like 15. But there's a great one, there's the Gary Romano uh, farmers market up in Sierraville, which is a little uh, outside our, our area here in Reno, but it's a great farmer's market. It's so vibrant. And then we have a brand new indoor, um, well, it's not indoor, it's all tented, I should say, sorry, at the McKinley uh, Center over in Reno. And it's going to be a year-round farmer's market. So that's really exciting. And then, of course, Shirley, um, with Shirley's farmer's markets, she has about five or so, I think, now. And she's got some wonderful farmer's markets here in Reno. So, And also, sorry, Linda Maroney, I've got to mention, in Carson City. She has, a, um, she has the most Nevada growers of anyone in all of our, with all of our farmer's markets, I think. Um, except for the new one in Reno. That might be all Nevada as well. But, yeah, so it's really exciting. Yeah, we've got lots of farmer's markets. Those are mainly in the summertime, but then we do have that one that's year-round. Well, and that's nice because if I'm not going to grow my own food, then at least I am supporting our local growers and knowing that you know they're organic and sourced here and didn't have to travel thousands of miles to get on my plate it's all part of that same movement which we talked about at the very beginning is buy local you know and and support this fabulous movement we have going on keep the dollar local here you know it's really important let's support our neighbors, our family members, and our friends who are growing for us. So where do you see the future of it? Well, I'd like to say that print is not dead. I think that people are really interested in our print magazine. They love the tangible, tangible quality of it. They pick it up. They, they fly off the stands. People just love it. But we are moving into more of a digital realm. We have started a, uh, we have the largest database of local recipes of anyone in Nevada. So we are capitalizing on that and we are doing a video series 
and bringing our recipes to life. We're doing kind of a tasty recipe. Uh, if you've seen those videos where they're kind of sped up, so they're just less than a minute, and we take a really easy, fun little recipe that's a local recipe, and we recreate it on our video series. So we just started that at the beginning of the year. We've got really vibrant social media uh, platforms, and our, our website is, has all of the issues on it, so we're just trying to put a little more emphasis on the digital uh, this year going forward because people do want more digital ass assets and we have that but we're just kind of building it up a little bit more. Alright and so what is your ask for the community then? We Advertising supports us and we really would love more advertisers to, to help us out. That's our bread and butter but people can subscribe to the magazine. It's only $24 for a year of six issues and we have a special going right now where you get a $25 coupon to Nothing To It Culinary Center's Deli. So uh, with the $25 coupon, if you use your subscription, you're actually making a dollar out of the deal and you get your, your six magazines a year, so that's great. And it's also $38 for two years if they want to support us in that way. So that's, that's an affordable way. Uh, to support us. And I'm sure all that information is on the website ediblerenotaho.com. I want to thank Amanda Burden, who is the publisher and editor of Edible Reno Tahoe. If you've never read the magazine or picked up the magazine, it has to be on your to-do list because that's where you're going to find out where all the cool new restaurants and happenings and social scene for our region. So Amanda, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been Sherry Hill and the Sherry Hill Show where business is amplified and now I'm hungry. So <laughs> awesome. Thank you.